your source for community. Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. Good morning and welcome to Arts Russ. I'm Noreen Mitchell. I'm in the studio with my co-host Karen Cassian this morning. Good morning, Karen. Good morning. And we're very pleased to welcome a guest today who is a textile artist, a creator in art, song and poetry, and a participant in the Huntsville Art Society member show World of Wonder, Laura Adamiak. Good morning, Laura. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. You know, your work in textiles first came to my attention when your piece was featured in the ArtFX series in 2021, and that was a wonderful, on Doppler, Doppler Online, that was a wonderful series, and your piece was called Summer Solstice. I, I became so interested in your artist bio and what you, how you methods and all that stuff. I wanted to see what you did, so I went to where they said to go to look for your work, which was Sustain Echo Store, and I bought one. Oh, that's, that is so nice to hear. That's how, how that thread should be followed, isn't it? Just by sheer, you know... Well, I wondered how the exposure in that series uh, yeah. was the outcome for you. Did many people discover you that way? Um, Do no, you know? no, I don't think so. Not necessarily. I think um, a lot of people uh, had just already been going to sustain prior to that. And I, at that time, I did have an Instagram account and people were aware of my work through that. And uh, but I think it helped in, in terms of just letting the broader public know about what I was up to and what I was creating. So it was really nice to be That would featured. be good for the art crawl. Are they, is Sustain part of, of the art crawl? Well, it's not part of the downtown BIA. I don't know if that makes a difference mm-hmm. or not because it's over the bridge. But, I'm but certain, Canvas is part of it. Yeah, so I'm mm-hmm. certainly, if they were interested, they could. Yeah. What I, do, I think I is put, it's such a good match for your work. Mm-hmm. Sustain. So, yeah. Yeah, Echo Store. Yeah. Uh, they were. And I approached them initially to, uh, I approached Julian initially to ask if I could have my work in there because I felt the same way, the light, the energy, um, there, they kind of touch on that natural aesthetic that I was looking, looking for. And I had been a, you know, I had been shopping there for a couple of years and it just felt like a good fit at the time. So they welcomed me with open arms. They we should uh, present that next year to the art girl, to HFA as a collaborative thing between you and Sustain. Yeah, it, it was great. And and actually, I was in Sustain the other day and I did see Don Huddleston has uh, her cyanotypes. Yeah, I believe it's in it, it's in oh, there now. So and I don't know if that's part of the art crawl or not. Maybe yes, it is. It is. Oh, yeah, okay. So they are part of the art. Yeah, okay. they are. Yeah. And her work looks it's where my work was. And it looks absolutely stunning there because her work has the, that soft, subtle blue with the touches of white and, and against beiges. that white wall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also botanicals and a, a kind yeah, of like ecological yeah. approach to Beautiful. making art. Yes. We're going to find out more about your processes so we understand that connection. Uh, because you put forth another textile work, The Womb and the Return to Stars, mm-hmm. which is now on in the Huntsville Art Society's Member Show World of Wonder. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us about that. Yeah. Could you tell us about that piece? And was it uh, the theme that brought your attention to our show? <laughs> Well, you know, for, for how I operate or how I, um, you know, in tune with my art is, is I just go about making, and it is sometimes on a very, um, intimate scale in terms of, I just think about what's going on in my personal world at the time from what the birds are doing to what my son's doing to what the weather is. And I start stitching and I start dying. I'll take a piece of fabric outside. I'll, I'll cover it in something. I'll lay it in the sun. I'll pick it up in a couple days. It's very, it's a very slow process. It's a, it's a very, um, 
loving process with the the fabric. And, and so I was creating this one piece and I, I just felt um, pulled to put the, the fabric on to the larger piece in that way. And as I was doing it, other things were happening in my, in my life that kind of reminded me about, uh, you know, the return to the stars and, and, and the womb and just that, that love that we must keep here while we're here for this short time. But then inevitably, as we all know, we return and, uh, and our bones are, are left on earth, I suppose, but our spirits rise. And just, I, I, I live around that theme in my, in my life. And so when I was finished that piece, that's what came to me. And then I, I looked at the world of wonders and I thought, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. That, that, that's the name of the show. I thought it was right on theme. Yes, Often yes. we have things that are a bit of a stretch, but I thought that one, mm-hmm. particularly since you gave us a, a lovely note, a mm-hmm. message that you wanted to go. And we all thought should go with what you were. Yes. Thank you for showing. including that. Yeah. Well, that was a, a unanimous decision on the part of the gallery committee that it needed that little extra. And I, I read that every piece you have usually is followed by a piece of poetry or every single piece um, that I that I make has some words. So I keep uh, I keep a diary or a journal. Um, and and when I was posting on Instagram, I would I would post any given piece, you know, even if it was just a small stitch. But I always would write uh, a, a piece of poetry or some thought behind it that was kind of either motivating that or that I gleaned from creating that piece. So and sometimes it came before and sometimes mm-hmm. as and yeah, after, sometimes just depends. After. Yeah. <laughs> the words come when they want to and, and uh, stitching happens or dying happens when I feel uh, like in the mood to do it. So it's, you just have to wait and rest for that inspiration to come for the words to come. So it's all a very gentle process. I don't really push myself to do anything in particular, but certainly when I get stitching, my husband and son know it. It's hard to stop me because I just really get into it. It, it looks very <laughs> meditative that you're stitching. Like it must be calming. and It is. It's mm-hmm. completely meditative. And that's where I started doing it. Uh, I picked it up to have a, a kind of a, a quiet place to land each day to stitch. There is so much um, research and, and so much known about that parasympathetic nervous system that when you're doing something with your hands, whether your hands are in earth gardening, whether you're cooking a meal, whether you're stitching, you kind of in, you kind of uh, light up that part of your your ancient brain that tells you you're safe, things are calm, you're in your cave, everything's good, there's a fire lit, you don't need to go hunt or hide or run <laughs> from great. the from the big beasts out there. So the stitching for me was where uh, I'm not a gardener, and uh, so I kind of pick that up to initiate that part of my brain. Words came early to you, it mm-hmm. seems, and song. Mm-hmm. Is that where your first artistic uh, pursuits began? And I hope my last. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Words, um, I would often write from a very, I can't remember not doing it. Um, and my, as I look back in all my journals, they're from a very young age. Um, and yeah, it was always a, a piece of me that, that felt very pulled to express that way. So whether a a pet died or I had an interaction with somebody or I saw, uh, you know, something happening in the world that I felt wasn't just or right. Um, I remember writing a poem when I was very young about computers and and how much I had a disdain for them. And I'm talking, I was like, you know, 10 years old. And I wrote out this long poem about how computers are going to ruin us. And I found it a couple and months. And I, right. And I found it a and couple might. <laughs> So, and, uh, and I just laugh when I see that because that's, that's definitely how I process pretty much everything happening. And you're singing. Tell us about your oh, singing. Well, I sing, I sing 
I do not perform in any capacity other than to my, you know, my husband and son in the trees. Um, but I will say I'm constantly coming up with lyrics and songs and tune and I'll record them on my phone and I'll record the, the actual words in, in my books. And I just, I just enjoy singing so immensely. I find it is such a good way to, um, experience the world. It's, it's a, it's a place to process what you're going through, to calm yourself, to remind yourself that there is good to acknowledge that there isn't. And it's just a really beautiful. Uh, you have any urges to join a choir? A few uh, around. Yes, I probably, my mom, my mom's constantly telling me uh, she's part of the Kiwanis and she's got a lot of friends who are in choirs and she, I would like to, I would like to join a choir um, because I do love singing. I, I've sung with groups before uh, just for fun through different things, but never been in a dedicated choir. But yeah, that'd be fun. You have given us some information about the art that you produced in, as a teenager mm -hmm. and some of it was um, photography and mm -hmm. then also sculpture. And one memorable sculpture that uh, yeah. got you into a little bit of trouble. Yes, I created a sculpture. I, I believe I was 17, 16, 17 at the time. And I did a full frontal nude cast. Um, and then along with one arm and one leg. And uh, then I proceeded to put uh, some paint on it and, and, and to depict blood, um, you know, from the, the heart area down to the leg. Um, and then all hung and constructed and hung by wire. It was beautiful. I can't find it anywhere. I don't know where it is. I have pictures of it somewhere, but... Uh, it's gone back to the earth. I think so. And that's okay. <laughs> but at any rate, my, my teacher absolutely, my art teacher at the time absolutely loved it. And it hung proudly at the end of the year show. Um, for, and, it, and it wasn't, it wasn't well received with the, with the higher ups at the, um, at the high school. They, he was told no student nudes ever again. And, um, but... Boy, were we ever happy about it because to me, to evoke that kind of emotion was what I think art is all about. It was awesome. You learned about the power of art, right? Mm -hmm, exactly. We're going to come back and talk more about art and its powers. And we'll be right back on Arts or Us with Laura Adamiak. By Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. We're back on Arts R Us. I'm Noreen Mitchell here with Karen Cassian, and we're pleased to have Laura Damiak telling us about her art and the power of art. What else happened after that? I mean, you, you said it raised some discomfort. Mm -hmm. It raised some discomfort and it raised questions, which I never answered. And uh, because I feel art can be so personal and we don't always have to explain. I know why I made it, um, but we don't always have to explain our, our art, I don't think. I think sometimes when you create a piece, it can leave you a bit haunted. It can leave you with questions. Um, it, it left me with questions. And still to this day, I'm, I'm, I think about it. And it got me excited about creating something that could be, um, that could cause a stir. It was kind of fun mm -hmm. in that way, but it caused a stir within me as well. Um, and I, I think that's kind of, I'm kind of coming back to that now in my forties. And it's an interesting, a liberated feeling that I have now that I had as a teenager, where as a teenager, I, I could care less about what anybody thought, you know, what be damn the rules, you know, I'm just going to make what I want to make and, say what I want to say. Um, I was very much like that. And I still am. And, but now in my forties, I'm feeling the same way. I'm feeling that 
um, reemergence of, of just that passion, just to make things, um, just the to creative make creative process. Yes. To make these storms almost. Cause you had a bit of a, a break where you weren't actually making art. You wrote mm-hmm. except for poetry and singing, which never ended. Right? Absolutely. And, and to, I wasn't making uh, art that I considered to be art. I certainly always did handicrafts. You mm-hmm. know, I was doing, um, Mending, mending, beading, you know, doing all these little odds and sods, some making little coasters, you know, just things like that. But I I wasn't creating things that were felt meaningful to me in any capacity. And um, but I was I was uh, in through work teaching or facilitating craft and art sessions at Community Living and CMHA when I was working there at the time. Um, But it wasn't until I moved up up north uh, five years ago to Huntsville that I really found, um, I was re-inspired really by the, the natural landscape. And it sounds cliche to say, but I think it isn't really because we should be uh, inspired by this natural landscape. Mm-hmm. We should be in awe of, of everything that's happening outside, especially when you live so close to nature, you, you live in it. And can I, you not can I ask you how you ended up here? Yeah, absolutely. About nine years ago, my husband and I had this brilliant idea to look for a piece of property to um, our son was about nine months old at the time to, to raise, uh, we thought, well, let's, we didn't want to raise our son up here yet. We wanted a place to camp. So we went looking for property and we found, uh, a, a whole bunch of it at a great price. I know this was a long time ago. So we scooped it up and we thought, Hey, you know what? We'll camp up here. We'll bring our son up here. But it ended up once we got up here, we thought, no, we want to be here. We want to live here. And thus began the process of us building our own home, our own log home. And it's an ecologue home through the Halliburton Forestry. Um, and it's a great, it, it was a great experience and it was a great experience for us because we actually built it. And so um, my son was involved as well. And fast forward nine years later, here it we are. It might be why he likes architecture, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. He's very inclined <laughs> yes. for her architecture. He notices the beauty and the decay in, in architecture and he loves it. It's really You special. said your husband's creative too. What does your husband mm-hmm. do? Oh, he's very creative. He went to, he's the one who went to school for art. Um, he went for graphic design and um, so he, but he's a, he can, he's a graphic designer by trade, but he also is a, a, a leather maker and he uh, creates, he's a wood woodworker as well, along with anything else you can ask him. He's quite, you know, everything from screen printing to watercolor He's very artistic. So um, we have a very artistic home. It's full of art and full of creativity. You've been inspired by where you live. Um, so how, other, how else have you been inspired in terms of uh, the inspirations that you use all the time in your work? Well, for me, a lot of the times I get inspired by uh, when I'm out, when I'm out, like let's, I do a lot of running and hiking through the woods or on rural roads. So I often find... Uh, things that have passed decay, um, pieces of rust or pieces of bone, feather, animal. And for me, that's really inspirational because a lot of my line of thinking is is recognize that this is all a very short ride and that there's beauty in decay. There's beauty in each process that we go through as living creatures. And I'll often make something out of, you know, uh, the, the bones that I find will be an inspiration for a piece or a poem or a song. Um, I, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily inspired by a lot of other, other creators, other than to say I'm inspired by the idea that the energy that everybody gives, mm-hmm. gives us by creating. But my biggest 
inspiration has got to be um, just the natural world, just being out in the natural world. You mentioned quite often in your poems, transformation. Mm -hmm. So I think that you talked about decay, but it's also the development of your rust uh, and dying process Mm -hmm. itself transforms one thing to another. Yes. I, I think it's absolutely beautiful. I think it's incredible the parallels that you can draw from taking a piece of cloth and I I'm working with cloth. That's a lot of the times it's old, it's found, it's, you know, great grandmother's cloth that from somewhere, who knows, applying heat, applying time, applying rust. Um, and then also, also the energy of the, the facilitator, which is me. So that also is part of it infused into the cloth itself and seeing how it transforms um, when it comes out of all that intention and all that time and process. It's beautiful. And I think we all transform. And I, I always look forward to roadblocks. I look forward to physical roadblocks, mental roadblocks, because I know that I am an unformed uh, being. And I know that there is no, there's no end to the transformation. I think sometimes the art itself is a, is a complete a mirror of, of me and what I'm going through. And I think that's beautiful that we can still evolve. You can. Or, can you, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Go, you go ahead. <clears throat> Could you t- tell us about your vessels that you have here? Um, mm-hmm. Our audience can't see them. So the whole process and you worked yeah. with Wendy uh, Martin. Yeah, I got a chance to attend a natural dye retreat in 2022 with, uh, 2022, I believe so, with Wendy Martin at uh, Algonquin, uh, in Algonquin, North Algonquin. Um Edge. I think it's called yeah. Northern Edge. Northern Edge. Thank you. Northern Edge. It was amazing. And there she taught um, all about how to bind botanical elements, plant elements to fibers. Um, so the mordants that are the bridge to the color. She talked about what, uh, what you know, iron will do to the fabric, what, what copper will do. Uh, we had all sorts of assortment of different uh, botanical bits to play with. And we just created for days and it was wonderful. And the, and we, you know, at one point we had goldenrod over the, over the fire um, and making different dyes, uh, making natural dye to paint with out of wild grapes and just learning how to do all mm-hmm. sorts of stuff with a bunch of other incredible women. It was, that was really inspirational just to see people. And create. at the time you were recovering from a knee injury. Oh yeah. A week before I attended the, the dye retreat, I had a, a knee injury to my meniscus, which left me unable to walk without crutches and in a great deal of pain. But again, how beautiful was that, that that happened? Because I was able to attend as a different person. I was able to attend as more of an observer than a participant. My ears were open. My eyes were open. My body had to rest. My body had to be something different. And as a runner and as a physical person, I, as a person who I would describe myself as quite athletic, I had to be still. And so at that time, I, it was an absolute gift because I think I was able to receive so much more with my, as I called it at the time, my broken knee, um, than I would have if I was able to run off and go do the swims with of the group or go for the hikes or I had to take different paths um, back from where we were doing the dying back to the main area. And it was slow and it was arduous on, on crutches. And you got to see different things. You're mm-hmm. right. I did. And I had to, I got to spend more time alone, which I think really for, you know, for a retreat is, is beautiful. One last thing I wanted to mention before we uh, have to sign off on this, but uh, is that you write, you use your writing skills, which are ample, I have discovered, and your love of the outdoors and your family's mm-hmm. love of camping. 
to good effect. Yes. Could you tell us about your gig with the <laughs> Canadian Outdoor Equipment Store? Yeah, so um, my husband, son, and I do uh, equipment testing for the Canadian Outdoor Equipment Store, COEC, which is based out of um, Port Credit. Um, and it's a great out- Port Credit. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well. It's a great spot yeah. right there on the lakeshore. And so my husband reviews gear. And so he has his own uh, thing with reviewing gear, whether it be clothing, knives, axes. And my son and I um, might review gear as well. So my sons review different knives or lanterns. So we take them, you know, we take them camping. We take them on hikes. We use them around our property. We live on 50 acres. We uh, we had 40. We bought 10 more that added on to ours. So it's great. So he's always out there using his equipment. And then I write up a review about it. But it's a narrative. It's it is. Story. It's a story. Yes, it's a story, which they appreciate. It's not a traditional gear review. It talks about a child being in nature, what his perspective is. Oh, that's it's cool. Is, like yeah, that. it's, yeah, your writing is lovely. I mm-hmm. think Thank people you. should find that, however you write, wherever you write. Yeah. I, I think we should also ask you about future projects and places that mm-hmm. you're going to be that people can find out. Your sure. Work, your work. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I have uh, the uh, the Fiberfest, Muskoka Fiberfest, coming up on June 24th. Um, and that's at the Bracebridge Fairgrounds. It's a wonderful fire fest. It's my second year doing it. A great group of people, and it's well worth coming out. Uh, it, it's just got a, so many makers there. It's just really inspirational to see everybody doing their thing. It's beautiful. And then I have on July 11th at the Canvas here in Huntsville, downtown, they're doing a summer series of uh, markets, which is happening every Tuesday from 9 till 3, I believe. And I think it's starting at the beginning of summer. And it'll go all the way to the end of August. And you can come out on a Tuesday and uh, check out a, a beautiful craft market there and, and lots of uh, So there'll be makers. lots of vendors? Mm-hmm, yeah. Oh, that's and don't forget to go to Partners Hall during June through mm-hmm. the art crawl for the Haz exhibition and you'll see Laura's work there. Mm-hmm. Yes, Anywhere else? <laughs> uh, no, not right now, but there is a call out for um, uh, women makers um, with the Muskoka Arts and Crafts. And I'm creating a piece with currently. YWCA Muskoka. Yeah. Oh, I, thank you. I I am creating a piece for that, which, uh, which is feeling it, it's been in the process for a while. So it's, it's going to be akin to a, a high, high school piece. <laughs> so, ah. so it's hopefully going to be something that uh, leaves people with some questions. And, That's wonderful. Uh, it'll be really fun. We'll mm-hmm. be looking for that. Thank you so much, Laura, for coming in. Thank you for joining us. Very interesting. Thanks for having me. And I do enjoy the piece I have. That's wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> Now, we're going to talk about some of the things that are going on around Muskoka in terms of the arts as the week of June 11th begins. Karen. Hey, well, there's lots happening in in the performing arts. The uh, Huntsville Festival of the Arts has their summer season guide out and uh, starting with the Huntsville Art Crawl, which is June 1st to the 30th. Um, There are 42, sorry, 74 artists, 33 venues. Um, there's a map that you can pick up anywhere downtown and do your own little tour or on Wednesdays, they have uh, a tour starting at five o'clock from the Huntsville Festival uh, studio. And you can join that tour by going online to their huntsvilleartcrawl.ca. And it's fun. You go to at least five different venues and end up in a pub and and they buy you some appetizers and it's, it's really fun. So check that out. Tom Thompson canoe murals are happening in Rivermill Park from June 12th to the 17th. The Dream Boats are happening at the Algonquin Theatre Friday, June 16th. Um, what else do we have? 
National Indigenous Peoples Day, Wednesday, June 24th from 4 to 8, and that's in River Mill Park in the HFA studio. Alex Kuba, uh, June 22nd at the Algonquin Theater. En plein air is the grand finale of the art crawl, and that's Saturday, June 24th from 10 to 4, and that's in River Mill Park. So much is happening. We have to uh, make choices, don't I we? I know, especially for June. Misha Berger Gossam Lee is coming to the Algonquin Theater on June 29th, and finally Stephen Lee Olson on June 30th. Also, um, auditions for Jesus Christ Superstar happening uh, at the Utterson Hall June 17th from 10 to 5, and that's uh, being produced and directed by Sharice Lawrence and Alec Holland. Um, Timber Beast, we, we had Autumn Smith in uh, last week or two weeks ago, and she's doing Citronella the Musical. She's written and directed it, and that's July 18th to the 28th at the Gravenhurst Opera House. And finally, on June 24th, Billy Mack is um, doing a history of rock and roll at the Algonquin Theatre. So try and attend all of it if you can. <laughs> There's just so much. And then also, you have to go and see some art. Exactly. <laughs> so June 1st to July 4th, World of Wonders, as we mentioned, is the Haas Members Show and its and Partners Hall in Algonquin Theatre. Hours are Monday to Friday, 10 to 4.30. Uh, Huntsville Art Society is also active at Hospice Huntsville with Sharon Harris' tax work. And the Huntsville Public Library, we have Tom Clark. And in the Summit Center, the last month of their work there, that is at Colors of Our Soul. That's a great show, by the way. And well, that's until July 4th. And Mac Chapel Gallery will be having, from June 9th to June 24th, um, a lovely exhibition of car- wood-carved birds by John DeLang. And their summer show takes place in Annie Williams Park. Big deal. July 14th to the 16th. Mm-hmm. And you need to get your Mac Summer Show passport for a three-day admission for $7. It's a good deal for three days, $7. <laughs> and if you go just for one day, it's, it's 10, 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, Women Create, the uh, call for the women across the region should be uh, closing on July 31st. And their reception for their work will begin. Uh, the work will show there in October 20th in Chapel Gallery. So still a chance, July 31st for that. And of course, we're coming to the height of the summer for the artists where they can be out, put their purple banner out as a part of Art Trail Muskoka. So don't forget if you see a purple banner, the artist is in and welcoming you to their studio or gallery. And I would also uh, like to just mention Muskoka Authors Association is having an interesting writing workshop with a best-selling author, Peggy McCall, Unlocking Your Author Success, Maximizing Earnings, and Mastering Book Marketing. So people want to know about this Saturday, June 24th, another June 24th. And it's, you go to uh, muskokaauthors.ca to find out more. And that'll take place in Bracebridge at the United Church. And uh, lastly, I want to bring another shout out as we've been talking about Three Fires International Film Festival, new film festival, and that takes place in River Mill Park on July 27th. To and the they're 30th. looking for volunteers, I think. Yes. So there's lots happening. Have a great summer. Let's keep in touch with Arts or Us. There's only one Hunter's Bay Radio. We are Muskoka. Muskoka.